Brian McClanahan Show, episode 374. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. You can find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address. I will give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com. It's always free to enroll. You get a free class when you do enroll, and you get the best deals on new and forthcoming courses, and that's a big hint because I've got a new course coming out today. So you're going to want to hop over there. Only the people on the email list from McClanahan Academy get the coupon. And if you enroll free of charge, you're on the email list. You also get that 10 Miss of American History. It's a great deal, win-win situation. You can purchase one of my other 12 classes in addition to that one at McClanahan Academy. You can keep this podcast free of charge. By doing that, you can also go to brianmcclanahan.com, click on that support tab. You can throw a few pennies my way, help keep these lights on, help keep the podcast going. You can get a book plate if you want my autograph of one of my books. My newest book, Southern Scribblings, is out. Pick that one up along with one of my other books. Get my book plate. I'll sign it for you. And you've got my autograph on the book. Also, click on that shop tab at brianmcclanahan.com. Get your Brian McClanahan Show logo and all kinds of cool stuff. Or get the Think Locally, Act Locally logo. Lots of great ways to support the show. Also, go to Learn True, T-R-U-E, LearnTrueHistory.com. That is my affiliate link for Tom Woods Little Bit Classroom. Another great way to support the show. You get great educational website there, too, with Tom and myself and lots of other great instructors. And as always, share the podcast around on social media. Let people know you're listening to it. Rate it wherever you get podcasts. That's how we expand the audience. That's how we get more people thinking locally and acting locally. And it is the way to win this thing. Now... This is a Think Locally, Act Locally episode. I know people will say, well, when isn't it? But it is today because we're going to talk about cultural imperialism. And, I mean, first of all, let me say this. I'm sorry I haven't podcasted a few days. I've been trying to wrap up that class I was working on, so I haven't been able to get on here and do it. Uh, But we are back. Here it is Friday. Um, We are going to have uh, an an Abbeville podcast, of course, this week as well. So if you want to get me four times this week, you can. And hopefully I can get back on a little better schedule next week. We'll see. Um, But I did want to mention as well one other thing. I've got that coupon still running for my American Constitutions course. If you go to McClanahan Academy, use the coupon code RBG. When you click on that American Constitutions class, you get it for 35% off. So... Use the coupon code RBG, get the, get the American Constitutions class for 35% off. It's a great deal. And get constitutionally educated. Think locally, act locally. All right. Well, a couple of days ago, there was a viral social media post from Tommy Lee, the Motley Crue drummer turned, I guess, political pundit, who's now said that he's going to go back to Greece if Donald Trump wins re-election in 2020. This was a big headline on Breitbart and a number of other news sites that were talking about this. Breitbart, of course, brought up all these other celebrities that have said they're going to leave the United States if Donald Trump wins re-election or that said they were going to leave the United States in 2016 if Trump won election at that point. Of course, none of them did. They're not going to. This is a bunch of hot air bloviating. The thing I want to ask all these people is how has their life fundamentally changed? 
because Donald Trump has been president for the last almost four years. How has their life changed? Has it changed in any major way? Most Americans, I think, would answer this question in the negative. It hasn't really changed much, except for the entire COVID fiasco, which wasn't Trump's doing. The funniest thing about this is when Tommy Lee talks about what he hopes he can do again, which is go back on stage and play music in front of people, slam on his drums a little bit. Um, He says, gosh, I just hope I can do that. Well, who is responsible for that in California where you live? Is it Donald Trump? Is it Donald Trump that's responsible for the entire shutdown of the state in California? Whereas Tom Woods (laughs) said in in a lecture at Mises, you have to wear your mask and take it down, take a bite of food and put your mask back up. You might even have to wear your mask inside your own house. Where is this Donald Trump's responsibility? It's not. That's the Democratic governor of California, Gavin Newsom. The wildfires in California. Why are they so bad? Well, because there's mismanagement of the forest in California. You can't destroy any of the old trees because an owl might live there or something. So you can't get rid of the dead trees. You can't get rid of the underbrush. You can't have controlled burns. I know I lived in an area with a military base, and my gosh, a couple of times every summer into the fall, and even into the fall, they, you would have smoke everywhere because they were doing controlled burns to burn out the underbrush so that you didn't have big wildfires there as these guys are going out and firing things off and doing things. You could have major wildfires become, well, not, not here because they have controlled burns all the time. But they don't do that in California because it might damage uh, some moss on a log or something that's rare. Uh, you can't do that. So you can't uh, have... Uh, controlled burns in California by the order of the state. This is what Trump has brought up. Look, this is not a federal problem. This is a state mismanagement problem. So where is the responsibility generally in this entire COVID fiasco? Why was New York so bad? Well, it wasn't because of Donald Trump. It's because Governor Cuomo, as he's now admitted, mismanaged the entire thing. He is responsible for all the deaths in the nursing homes and everything else. This is really a state issue. Again, Trump is being blamed for things that Trump has no control over. Trump has said repeatedly he wants to open the economy back up. He wants to get people back to work, open the schools. And now we have the Barrington Declaration, which is now uh, put forward by medical advice, medical professionals on medical advice that we need to open the thing back up again and try to protect the vulnerable populations and do the best you can so that people that might get covid and have serious complications from it can be protected. But most people who would not have serious complications from it, there's, I mean, there's still a chance you could, but the chance is pretty small. So let those people resume their life and go back to normal. It doesn't mean people aren't going to get sick. It doesn't mean people aren't going to get COVID. But of course, you can get back to a normal life and the economy can get back to normal again and people can have their jobs again. I mean, uh, you know, a million people lost their jobs in the medical profession because of COVID. And you can just go across the board. But this is not Donald Trump's fault. And when you look at the town hall, the stupid town hall meeting they had last night on both sides, the questions for Joe Biden were just completely stupid. Uh, the ones for Trump uh, weren't any better. And of course, Trump was debating Savannah Guthrie. But, you know, Biden, of course, looked like he's still senile. Uh, Trump, I mean, Trump was Trump. Uh, but in both cases, you had, I mean, these, the, the silliness of the questions that are being asked these presidents. Where's the foreign policy questions? Where are the questions that the president really has control over? Why aren't people focusing on, uh, you know, Trump's successes in foreign policy? 
the drawdown and complete withdrawal of U.S. forces from Afghanistan. Hallelujah, right? I mean, this is something that the president does have control over. It's not discussed. Why aren't we discussing the Joe Biden fiasco with Ukraine and his son and everything else in China? Why? Because that's a foreign policy issue that Biden certainly shows that he's corrupt. If all of that is true, if all the allegations are true, and I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, substance to the to the uh, accusations that are being made against Biden and his son in this particular way. Biden's on record bragging about some of these things. So the fact is, we've got a complete, ridic- completely ridiculous uh, presidential election cycle, which is going to be the case because we have laser beam focus on the president of the United States. All of these questions should be asked of Congress or the states, not the president of the United States. But I digress in that way. Let me talk about Tommy Lee. So here's a man that barely graduated high school, has made a lot of money playing drums over the years, has been an immoral character, without question. He's not a good guy. Uh, And he reposted about a year ago a rant from someone on social media. This was going around that Tommy Lee actually said this. Tommy Lee didn't say it. He reposted it from someone else saying this about a year ago about Trump and what would happen if Trump loses and what would happen to Trump supporters if Trump loses. Now, this is in line with Keith Oberman, with two N's, going out and calling Trump supporters maggots that need to be eradicated, fumigated, eliminated. This is the kind of language that's now being used on the left because they think they're going to sweep into power and they're going to win and they're going to destroy everyone who ever opposed them. And again, the question I would ask, the fundamental question, other than COVID, how has your life fundamentally changed during the Trump administration? You probably wouldn't be able to answer much of anything unless it's something you did. But what has Trump done to you? Show me where Trump hurt you. Show me where Trump physically hurt you. You can't. Nobody really can. And I would dare say that if Biden was president, it's it's probably going to be about the same thing. But however, there is this cultural war bubbling under the surface. And this gets back to federalism. And this gets back to the idea of can people... Can these very discordant groups of people get along in the United States any longer? When you have Ian Milheiser saying that the problem with the Senate is Dianne Feinstein and Lindsey Graham giving a hug at the end of the Amy uh, Coney Barrett hearings, that, that this, she should be run out of office or simply hugging Lindsey Graham. What, what are we dealing with here? We're dealing with a lack of reconciliation. There's nothing here. There's nothing. You can't have any... Go along, get along. You can't have any, you know, across the aisle. This is what John McCain was great to the left because he reached across the aisle. But let a Democrat do it. Let a Democrat reach across the aisle and look how the left tries to destroy them. They destroy them. They need to go. They're maggots then. Turncoats. They need to get out. This is the language of the left. And the left has always had this language. The left has had this language going back 150 years. You have to destroy the enemy. Physically destroy them violently destroy them if necessary, tear down their monuments, tear down their statues, tear everything down, destroy their businesses, destroy them. This is the language of the left, and this is why I think people should really pay attention to this culture war, because when you look at what was posted, again, what Tommy Lee supposedly said, he didn't actually say this. Now, there's very bad language in here, so so I'm going to edit this out in ways because uh, of the audience that I can have here. 
Um, but he posted this on August 7, 2019. And this is before, this is before the, uh, the COVID fiasco. It begins with, you Trumpsters better pray that liberals never gain control of the White House again because we are going to pay you back so hard for all of this. Now, just let's just think about that statement, the vindictiveness. Now, what does this mean? It means that the real issue here in America is power. It's power. It's not, it's not about ideas. It's about power. What they want and what they've been complaining about and throwing uh, fits like petulant little children for the last four years is that they don't have power right now. And if they had power, what would they do? What would they do with power? And it's all about cultural things. It's not about taxes or... I mean, this is where the, the Republicans really are missing some things right now. Trump can get up and talk about, well, I cut your taxes, we've got a great economy. That works for some people. But what Americans, particularly on the right, are very concerned about is the culture war that's going on. The fact that statues are being torn down. The fact that everything seems upside down right now and that these people gain power, what are they really going to do? What are they really going to do to America? So he says, uh, we're going to put Planned Parenthoods on every corner. We're going to repaint Air Force One pink and fly it over your beloved Bible Belt six days a week. Tossing out contraception and atheist literature from the cockpit. We're going to... Tax your MAGA churches so bad, Joel Olstein will need to get a job at Chick-fil-A to pay his light bills. Like every conservative listens to Joel Olstein. <laughs> this is just stupid. Speaking of Chick-fil-A, we're buying all those and giving them to any LGBTQ person. Your sick cult leaders tortured with conversion therapy. Have fun with the new menu. Try the McPence. It's a boiled unseasoned chicken breast that you have to eat in the closet with your mother. We're going to gather up all of your guns, melt them down, and turn them into a gargantuan metal mountain and blaze them with the face of Hillary Clinton. All parks will be named, renamed Rosa Parks. We're replacing Confederate statues of BLM leaders and Mexican immigrants. Every single public school we renamed after a child that was kidnapped by this regime. And after we fumigate the White House, we're repainting the whole thing rainbow. Fox News will be taken over and turned into a family refugee shelter. We're turning Hannity's office into a giant unisex bathroom with changing tables. And every single time a Trumpster complains about any of the changes, we're adding an openly gay character to a Disney movie. So this is not something Tommy Lee wrote. It's something he reposted. But this is what the left thinks, right? This is what they really want to do. Now, how could all of this be solved? This is why I said this is a Think Locally, Act Locally episode. How could all this be solved? Well, this is cultural imperialism. Could we not just say you can have all this? You could have every single one of these in your Communist Republic of California. What has changed for Tommy Lee in California? Is this not almost the case in California already? I mean, they're already doing everything they can to make this happen there. Would it not be enough in your state if you went and you had all these beautiful things that you think are so beautiful in your state? Could you not have Gavin Newsom paint his California state transportation pink? Could we not do that already there? Why is it that you have to subject people that don't like you, that don't agree with you, to what you think? Well, because, again, 
it's about Yankee dominance of America. These are a bunch of Yankees. And Yankees insist that you have to do exactly like they do or they will make you do exactly like they do. That is the real kicker in all of this. The letter, of course, just simply exposes the Yankee problem in America. Now, Lee, born in Greece but lived in California, is a Yankee. I mean, this is what he is. And all of the people, if you look at the comments, people, oh, this is so great. I'm a Tommy Lee fan now. These are all Yankees. It doesn't matter where you live because it's about cultural imperialism. Would it not be better in the long run if you want these things, if this is what you really want, if this is what Tommy Lee really thinks would be a great, glorious America, would not be better for him to have that in his own state? Why does every other state have to be like this? And I know the argument is, well, if there's one people that thinks like me in that state, well, then I've got to support and defend those people. This is what Bill Bennett essentially said about if the South seceded, if there's one unionist in the South, we got to send in the army and win for that one unionist. Can't that one unionist leave? I mean, if this is not what you, if this is what California went to, and you live in California, why don't you just leave? And people are. In fact, it's more expensive to buy or to rent, I'm sorry, a U-Haul van leaving California than it is going to California. And Gavin Newsom is now openly saying, please don't leave our state. Please don't leave. We've got the governor of New York doing the exact same thing. Please don't leave our state. Please stay. Why? Because all the conservatives are leaving these states, and they're finally seeing if you do it, you're left with no revenue. You're left with no tax base. You're left with nothing. So all the people with money are getting out. Maine right now is seeing a huge spike in real estate because all of these people moving out of New York, they're getting out of Connecticut, they're getting out of these high-tax places, and they're going to Maine. Now, Maine has got fairly conservative sections to it. Maine is, has always been the anti-New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts. The reason Maine was founded to begin with is because the man who did it wanted to get away from John Weintrup, as the Yankees would have said in the 17th century. So he, he was excommunicated out of the Puritan church. So he went to Maine. First he went to New Hampshire, and then the uh, Yankees in Massachusetts took that over. Then he went to Maine. But this is, I mean, this is what we've got. Right. We've got tremendous cultural imperialism. Now, I wonder if Maine is going to stay the way it is because all these New Yorkers move into it. They bring the disease with them. Now, Yankees and Yankees together, I mean, they're all just a bunch of Yankees. But when the people come to Texas or they go to Florida or they go to Alabama or Georgia or North Carolina, South Carolina, they go to the coast of South Carolina. They go there because they think it's going to be wonderful. And the coast of South Carolina is wonderful. Charleston's a beautiful city. They go there because it's so beautiful. But when they get there, they think, oh, I don't like this. I don't like the culture here. We've got to change all this. So they change it to exactly what they had before. They ruin it. This is why there should be a wall put up, not between Mexico and the United States, but around the states that don't want the Yankee influence. You should have to show a passport when you go in. If it says Yankee on it, you don't get to come. Right? You, you stay home. You have to go back to where you're from. And you can keep, change that. Right? Of course, they can't do it anymore because they know their ideas have simply become so destructive. There's, there's, I mean, these states are a lost. You want to talk about a real lost cause? These states are a lost cause in America. The states are New York, California, Washington, Oregon, Michigan, Illinois, Massachusetts. They're lost causes. They're lost causes. And it's only going to get worse. 
So this is the situation that we have in America. It's this Yankee cultural imperialism, which I think this little letter that Lee reposted went viral on social media. It died down pretty quickly because people realized uh, he didn't write this. He reposted it, though. And he reposted another thing, you know, saying that, uh, you know, uh, Trump is an idiot. And we're going to leave and all these. He's, he's done this the whole time. This is what the leftist celebrities like to do when it comes to Trump. But the solution, of course, is think locally, act locally. Change where you've got. You want these nasty things in your state? Get them. You don't want them? Don't let them in. And I think that's the key to understanding real federalism in America allows for differences of opinion. It allows for Tommy Lee to have his opinion about what American society should be. And it allows for a conservative American in a red state to say, you know what, we don't want that here. You can have it in your state all you want. We don't care what you do. I love Clyde Wilson's line about this, that you know people in Minnesota or Oregon sit around and think about the South, but yet you could, you could have a Southerner go an entire lifetime and never think about what happens in Minnesota. It never crosses their mind. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares really what happens in Oregon? I don't care. I mean, they're burning the, the Portland down. In reality, who cares if you don't live in Portland? I know that people, oh, but we got to, I mean, this is an example of the left. Yeah, let them burn their own city down. Well, there's good people in Portland. I know, so leave. Leave. I mean, this is something people have had to do for generations. And it gets so bad, leave. And try to go to a place that better reflects your views of society and government. And if you don't like the South, if it's not what you want, if the Midwest is not what you want, if the Mountain West is not what you want, maybe it's too conservative in some of these states, then leave and go to your leftist state. I mean, you can do this. Vote with your feet. One of the most remarkable things about the South that I think has been happening over the last 20 years or so is the reverse diaspora that took place. You know, in, the, in the early 20th century, you had what was called the African-American diaspora. A lot of black Americans moved out of the South, and they moved into the Midwest and the, in, uh, the, the Mid-Atlantic states. And they did so because they thought that the South was a hostile environment for them. And in many cases, it was, right? A hostile environment. So they moved out. They didn't find much better in many of these places. I mean, you know, is Detroit any good? Uh, how about Chicago? Uh, how about you know the 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 uh, Will Brown race ride essentially in in uh, Nebraska or uh, you know the the now what's being pointed out you know some of these very violent race riots that took place and violent reprisals in some of these western states. So what's happened is that you have a reverse diaspora taking place. A lot of Black Americans are moving back into the South. Why? Because well the crime is lower. It's better. One thing that people don't get on the left, there's a lot of people in the Mexican-American community and the black American community that want law and order. They want, they don't want riots. They don't want their property to be destroyed. They don't want these things. So they're moving to places that better reflect their views. This is something that, you know, I think that people miss. They think that all black voters are monolithic or all Hispanic voters are monolithic. It's not true. It's not true at all. Uh, and when we do that, I mean, you're the ones that are really playing this game of, you know, simple-minded people, if you think that's the case. So if you want things to be better, think locally, act locally. Let Tommy Lee have California the way that Tommy Lee wants California. That's where he lives. And I would, I would ask him, if I could ask him right now, if I could interview Tommy Lee. Now, full disclosure, when I was young, I loved Motley Crue music, and I still like it, right? But if... Um, 
if Tom, if I could interview Tommy Lee right now, and I would say, well, tell me how your life has fundamentally changed from the time Trump was elected in 2016 and took office in 2017 to right now. What has happened for you? Have you, has your life gotten worse? Has anything gotten worse for you? Has anything gotten so bad that you can't exist now because of Donald Trump or that it's so unbearable that you can't exist. I would, I, if he was being honest, I can almost guarantee you he would say no. And if he brought up COVID, well, that's not really Trump's fault. COVID was going to be here regardless. And the Trump administration did things that, of course, I think that uh, were disastrous in terms of shutting everything down instead of waiting for things to develop, as the Obama administration did with swine flu. Uh, thankfully, we never had Ebola come into the United States. But I mean, even when that was discussed during the Obama administration, I don't think anybody was not supportive of Obama trying to do things to keep this stuff out of here. Nobody wants these things. In fact, Americans would have said, yeah, close off West Africa to American travel. Let's keep it out. We don't want, I mean, that's, you want to talk about a deadly virus. It's 50% mortality rate, if not higher. 75%. But anyways. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about this in terms of a, Think locally, act locally episode. It's a nice example of Yankee cultural imperialism, and it needs to be checked. We need to point this out where it is and say, you know, if you want these things, get them in your own state. Not in my state. Get them in your state. And if we just had people that were being honest about what federalism really means, and, but it also shows how nasty the left really is and what they really want to do. It's about power. Never forget that every single issue in American history, whether in, this is all masking, you know, the, if you talk about uh, all of these things that people bring up, all these issues, it's always masking the larger picture, which is power. Go back to the 19th century, go back to the 18th century, go to the early 20th century, mid-20th century, and even now, it's all about power and forcing your will on other people. Federalism allows for us to break free from this one-size-fits-all stupidity that has become America. I'll see you next time on The Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.